All right, welcome everyone. This is Christina Santiago from Exist Brightly, and I am speaking in to the practice of belief today. I've been gifted with this opportunity to write copy and to work with several seven-figure coaches, which is something that I aspire to be, yet have not received yet. And I want to talk about that in between. I want to lean into that gap and explore the discomfort there because I feel like it's something that so many spiritual entrepreneurs experience at some time in their journeys. And really what that gap indicates to me is a space to nourish belief and to make belief a practice to surrender fear. And I speak, you know, very lightly around the seven figure, like that's, that's one aspect of this work, but it is something that I don't want us to disconnect from completely because we're talking about stepping into a life of abundance, of ease, of freedom and ability to truly live into the majesty of who you are and the work you are here to do. So take a minute with me and just celebrate some of the amazing milestones and accomplishments that are not even numbers related. And of course, celebrate those too, but that are true for your business, true for your soul work. Even if that celebration is just the beginning nudge of an idea, like it's so juicy that you're letting that idea permeate into your cells. <sighs> and activate on your own unique timeline. So as I've been working with these incredible coaches, and I hope that I get to share more about that in the future, I want to respect everyone's privacy right now, but, and, um, as I've been working with these coaches, I've been really, really blessed to witness how they function in their businesses, what they bring to the table, how they release a lot of the day-to-day -day tasks to a team, and how they practice belief, even in the gap. There's a few key points here that I'm going to lean in with, and also I'm going to definitely write this out into an email because so, so incredible. Um, as a matter of fact, let me just open up my note taking here. Um, one of the key factors that I want to share with you is that all of these coaches who are already seven figure entrepreneurs have coaches and they have had coaches that they've continuously worked with. And I love that because I myself have experienced coaching in some incredible ways and I have noticed how it has impacted my ability to serve. I noticed that when I coach or when I have a coach on hand, I am more consistent, I am more accountable, I'm more vision focused instead of doubt focused. I'm more belief focused, frankly. Because what a great coach or mentor really helps us do is speak life into our vision and just pinpoint 
some of the stories we're telling ourselves that are holding us back, that are creating patterns of limitation. And I think it's really juicy here to explore and to remind that no matter where you are in your entrepreneurial journey, in the discovery of your purpose, in your life in general, you are always connected to source. I know it might not feel that way. Here comes affirmation. Always connected to source. <laughs> Brooklyn life, baby. Um, and I think that's the first major key to focusing on self-belief, which is really what I want this kind of throwdown to be on, how to build a practice around self-belief. The first step I would say is definitely to know that you are always connected. So whether you're working with a coach or not right now, that's almost a separate topic, but it does weave in there because if you're not and you're feeling like you're flailing, remind yourself that you are always connected. And also remind yourself that you are worthy and capable and ready if you are looking for that support. I just whipped up this really incredible article uh, for one of these coaches around risk and desire, and I will definitely share the link once it gets published. And this coach spoke into that risk is necessary in order to receive your desire. Risk is necessary. But to take the risk while feeling connected to self, to source, and to trust, that's when the reward really is able to come. We're able to safely receive that in our bodies, in our businesses, in our soul expression. And in the note of practicing belief, I think our belief is really connected to our desire. So when we're following a desire that's not actually true to us, I think it's really easy to become kind of out of belief and sidestep, even if you have a coach, even if you're working with, that doesn't matter. Even if you're investing, all of those things, you can actually play a part you can play a role in your life when you are following desires that aren't truly yours. And then, yeah, it's really hard, really tragically difficult to create a practice of self-belief because there's this like inner twinge. And for me, it is literally in my sacral. I'm a Manny Gen, human design manifesting generator. So I can feel it in my sacral, like there's this kind of funky, like, ooh, you're lying to yourself about this feeling. So I don't know if you can identify that knowing for you, but it might show up in different ways in your body or depending on your energetic makeup or what you're most in tune with as your intuition. But I guarantee you there is something, a voice, a feeling, an energy, a tap, that you could pinpoint as like, that's it. When I hear that or when I feel that, I know I'm out of alignment with my truth. This is why sacred practice is such a beautiful devotion in business because it helps you understand 
how your business, how your soul service actually wants to show up in the world around you, be seen, be created. And when you lean into the truth of what that is, it feels really fun. It's super expansive. Wildly amazing opportunities land here for you with ease. It's not as much of a struggle. Why? Like, why settle for suffering when we can actually play in pleasure, joy, abundance, receiving by being more of who we are? So my first tip for being more in tune with the practice of believing in yourself is to remember that you are never not connected from source. Even if you're in the like most uncomfortable place financially in your relationship, in the middle of a massive move and everything is blowing up around you, you are never not connected to source. And just knowing that really can help support you from feeling abandoned, which is a huge self-sabotage pattern that I myself work with. And I know so many other entrepreneurs who have this thread in their soul work. So step number two is becoming aware of what's really true for you, really acknowledging the truth of your desire, really acknowledging when you're out of that truth. So if you've been finding that you're getting that twinge, that like, oh, this isn't really me, that twinge. Yes, you know, we can talk about your growth edge. There is that, but there's also this undertone Like, if it's not you, it's not you. Like, you don't have to force the vision, right? We really want, I really, I encourage my clients to let the vision evolve and grow with them. Is it awesome to have an amazing, intimidating, blast-off vision? Hell yes. Hell yes. Is it necessary from the get-go? No. Maybe you just feel really called to start an email list to write about who you are and what you've learned and how you wish the world would change and and tips and tricks and tools and moon magic and all the things that you can offer to support that shift. And that also might feel wildly scary. That's okay. So tip number two is to get in tune with your true desires, around your vision, around your success, and around how your business functions. Those are really three powerful areas to explore that in. And number three on being in belief is to create a self-trust practice. One of the things that I see all the time in coaching is that people are just more practiced in self-doubt than they are in self-trust. I want you to like sit with that for a minute. People are more practiced in being in self-doubt than they are in being in self-trust. How does that land for you? For me, it's a big like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. We were not taught how to build self-trust. I feel like, you know, maybe there was a poster in a guidance counselor room somewhere (laughs) about trusting yourself. But (laughs) beyond that, 
the practice of self-doubt is way more prevalent in our culture. And it's even shamed when people are very self-trusting. It can often be viewed as egotistical or um, what is it like, you know, overly ambitious, things like that. When really it's just someone who knows what they want and they're going for it. Like, I'm here for that. Totally. So I want to break down how you can start to build a practice and trust. And it's really simple. Learning to trust ourselves is just like anything else. We are forming a habit. We are building a pattern. We are building a ritual or a routine that allows us to connect within and to ground into ourselves. So whatever grounding looks like for you is how I want you to pursue this practice. So for me, I can be a very heady person, very thoughtful, very like, um, I can, my mind can be the thing that is agitated. So for me, grounding is being in my physical practice. It's movement. It's hopping on the Peloton. It's doing yoga. It's stretching. It's deep breathing. Breathwork is magic, my friends. <sighs> yes. So whatever grounded feels like for you, when you feel that deeper connection to self and to source, to spirit and to belief, that is the space I want you to practice in. That is, that is the magic I want you to alchemize. So once you've identified what that practice is, I just want you to commit to doing that. On a small scale at first, we don't need to, you know, say we're going to do it 30 days straight or that we're doing the thing, you know, for three years, whatever. Like, that's amazing, amazing. And I celebrate you if that is what serves you best. But to keep it super simple here, what does it feel like to commit to that practice of grounding, of meeting yourself where you are, of building that trust, like one time a week or three times a week. Is that a space that feels true for you? Is that a space that you feel like you can commit to without feeling overwhelmed, triggered, or... Like, if it doesn't work out, you're going to blame yourself. It's okay. So as you show up for this practice that you've chosen, that you've set the frequency of, that you've sacredly committed to, I want you to celebrate every single time you show up for this practice. Celebrate, 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 celebrate! When you take ownership of your pleasure, of your joy, of your well-being, of your practice, of your commitment and your consistency. Ah, big things happen, my friend. We heal the wound in our frequency by celebrating. We acknowledge that this was once something we struggled with, and now we are proving to ourselves that we are so capable of living in alignment with our desires, of taking action on our dreams. And our hearts and minds and souls and bodies are like, hell yes, look at us. We're doing it. I believe in me now. I believe that I'm capable 
I believe that I'm capable. And in that belief is self-trust. And then you get to scale that practice. You get to scale that practice in a way that ignites you, amplifies you, and empowers you to go deeper in with your desires. Mm. It's always in the small things. It's always in the small things. I know it. I, I like, it really bugs me to know that and to hear that. And also, I accept and celebrate that because I know that if I can handle the small things, I can take care of the big things. I can achieve, break through, progress into my success. Yes. Doesn't that feel so juicy? Okay. So I'm just going to rehash these three beautiful tips on building self-trust. The first tip is to remind yourself to remember in your body, in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, that you are never not connected from spirit or source. You are never not connected. You are always connected. And I know, I know what it's like to be on the other side of that and to be like, well, what the fuck? I'm suffering. I'm in pain. I'm broke. I'm nothing is working. Ah, there's an exhale in that for us. There's a surrender for us there because that's when we know it's actually not in our hands right now. We're fulfilling a part of our soul contract and we're here for the challenge and we're capable of the rise. And in those deep moments of discomfort and of seemingly separation, that's the time to surrender and remember. Mm, surrender and remember. I love that. Step number two, building self-trust. Become aware of what desire is actually yours and what's not. If you're going for things that are not true for you, you will find it to be very difficult. You will lose interest. You will lose faith in yourself. You will lose belief because you're not actually interested in achieving or receiving that desire. So get super clear. Get into your sacred yes. What is true for you in your business right here, right now? Ooh, love that. Lighting me up. And then my third tip is to build a practice around self-trust. And that looks like choosing something that grounds you and letting that be your practice and setting a timeline that you can hold yourself accountable for. And if you cannot hold yourself accountable for it, let's not blame ourselves, but let's get the support we need to be held accountable. Quick pitch right here, because this is what the altar is all about. It's all about being accountable for your practice, for the sacred practice that keeps you connected, feeling even more connected, I should say. Having that connection feel really clear and juicy so that you can lean into your service, into your writing, into your social media, into your, like whatever your service, however that's defined by you in a way that feels exciting and nourishing and fulfilling. And the altar officially kicks off on October 1st, but we are already on the move and on the groove. And if you're listening to this on 
the podcast, there is a link in the notes that you can go explore. And if you have any questions, you can always shoot me a DM on Instagram at exist underscore brightly. So again, to build self-trust, remember you are always connected. Get clear on your desires and build a practice around self-trust, which looks like to me, build a practice around grounding so that you can make decisions more clearly and more truly to your true desires. (sighs) Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. I truly appreciate you spending your time with me. And I really hope that this episode was of service to you and to your vision and to your impact in this world. It truly delights me to offer this space. And if you have any questions or any comments, you're welcome to shoot me an email or DM me on Instagram. All the information you need is in the notes below. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And shine on my friend.